This is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? <laughs> oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank uh, you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree <laughs> on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Bergaff. Hey, thanks for joining us for the podcast once again today. Thanks uh, to Greg Snow for hosting yesterday uh, with Mike Grimm while I was out for a day. Uh, Jeff Ash uh, joining us uh, this morning. And Lefty, good to see you. Uh, little high school basketball you've been attending, as have I. Yeah. Uh, lots of games going on. Uh, you know, we're kind of right in the thick of the season right now. You get mid-January. This is when, you know, you guys who were players back in the day and coaches, you got to really grind right now. It, it seems like uh, you're in the middle of a really long season about this point. Yeah, especially with the cold weather and the bus rides and practice is kind of going through the motions at this point, you know, as much as you want them to be intentional and and have purpose. And, of course, you're scouting for other teams, but you're kind of doing the same drills. And, you know, we've been doing this now for a couple months. Um, let's just get to the games. But, yeah, everything is kind of unfolding. Like, where, where are you starting to sit in the conference, which then leads to where are you going to be seated in the subsections. And, um, like, personally, myself now, I'm always – I'm trying to catch myself not looking forward, and I always say I can't wait, you know, because I talked about this as we're getting older. It's like I'm trying not to wish any more away than what I have to right now, but I'm starting to look forward to spring because of baseball. But thank God for uh, basketball season right now, and seeing some of these, you kind of can kind of you can kind of see what each team's personality is, so you know when you go into a game. Same with you calling games. You're kind of, okay, this is one of the better teams or this team struggles a little bit. And uh, I went and watched uh, Dawson, who was number one in the state. They're in our conference. They played at Monty the other night, and that was an awesome scene. Um, I've said this on the show before. It's easy to sit in my chair and turn the computer on or my phone and watch the games, you know, and my warm, fuzzy blanket on. But there's nothing like being there, and I know you get to go there every night too, and you usually got a pretty dang good seat. So. Yeah, usually, not always, not when I go to Brainerd now. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's kind of yeah. like being at Cameron, right? Yeah, they get stuffed right in the top. Yep, yep. But I always, <clears throat> I always try to appreciate how much I love being in the gym at the games because I really do, and I don't ever want to lose that. I, I always want to go to games. I had a good, my good buddy Pinky. I texted him and I said, "Hey, are you interested in going?" He goes, "Yep, I'd love to go to that game." and they had it was cancer night, so they had that going on. They had little ele- the whole elementary sang the national anthem. They had little girls dancing with the big girls at halftime, and then you have the number one team in the state. And Monty's got a good team too. Monty actually ended up upsetting them. They maybe don't consider it an upset, but I mean they were the number one team in the nation. Two different classes, but um, so yeah, there were just so many things going on. But it was just fun, and of course I know so many people from the Monty side. Carrie works in Monty, but I you know I've grown up knowing Monty people, and then. Dawson being in our conference and their best player Boyke used to be a McCray kid so mm-hmm. all kinds of different storylines there for me and just to take it all in and um, watch the student sections and there's just so many cool things about high school sports you know I love them so yeah yeah no doubt I really enjoy it too when the band is there oh yeah especially when you're in the gym because gyms are much smaller than and, and it really brings that extra atmosphere and they're playing for the crowd before the games the Wilmer pep band is always just outstanding they That's have so fun. many participants uh you know athletes that maybe are, are even in season sometimes they're playing in that and then when they're out of season of course uh you know everybody that participates they always have 
gosh, 70, 80 kids, I think, in that Wilmer Pep Band. It's yeah, just, they kill everyone else in the that, CLC. It's well, not even close. And you've been down at the state tournament. For people that haven't been at the state tournament, the bands. Mm-hmm. The it's band, fun. The bands, which translates to half of their student section, but them going back and forth. I mean, if I've just sat there and watched the student sections before, too. Yeah, the game and stuff is good, but the one thing, like when you get into the Target Center and stuff, you know, is you're kind of, it's not like you're right on the floor, so it's easy to take in what's going on around and and same with Williams Arena. I yeah. mean, it's just so cool and and I also love it at the college level. I mean, when we were when we were with Carter at the Mavs, they had what they call the machine is what the Mankato band and they were so good. Yeah. And it, you know, it could be like 25 guys or not guys, but kids, you know, yeah. students yeah. and they're just crazy it's how good they are. Big sound, yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's a so, lot of fun. Hey, you know, I'm glad you mentioned Williams Arena. So there's a lot of chatter going on right now about uh boosters and so forth believe that the gopher basketball team now needs a new arena to move away mm-hmm. from williams arena which we all grew up loving yeah uh, unfortunately it is antiquated I-, I don't know where to fall yet done this yeah. i want to see a proposal what's the new one going to cost because i really do love williams arena but i do think it hurts their recruiting and it hurts the revenue generated because they don't have suites and things like that well what do you think about williams arena keep or should they look for something new build a replica but make it new yeah you know, wouldn't that be cool yeah. to have did, like, a raised I floor? Feel, I feel like I'm still in Williams Arena, but we got all the other sexy stuff. You know, yeah. now we got. So when you bring a, a guy in there or a gal to, uh, and you're like, wow, because there's no way you don't love Williams Arena. And if you yeah. play it and whatever, there's just no way you don't love that. But yeah, when you go, and I've said that before, you go into the Breslin or you go to some of these other, st- you know, Big Ten um, conference stadiums and you're just like, wow, Wisconsin's. So have you been in the locker rooms at Williams Arena? Yes. They're tiny. They're bigger. They they did have an expansion, I want to say, a dozen years ago. I so. met with Clem, actually, with when I coached. But they're so small. Such a good story. They're so small. They are they? tiny. You know, tiny. and that, that hurts your Little recruiting. Little square rooms, yeah. That, that hurts recruiting. It does, no doubt. I remember know, walking. So. I mean, I feel like we took like five steps in and we were dang near in the showers with yeah. the players yeah. when we walked in. We had a kid that was being recruited. Yeah. And I was just like, everybody's like right here. You know, there was yeah. no so that was area. that was but they they it are bigger since then. I'm sure, yeah. um, but not that much. And I did coach there, so when we yeah. were we were in one of the like auxiliary. So I mean, it wasn't much. It didn't seem like it was much bigger than this studio that we have here. I mean, it was tiny. Yeah. So you were kind of like, geez, we're going to the big time here. We're in the state tournament. And this yeah. is our locker room. But, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that and that idea just came in my head. I'm just like, wouldn't that be cool if you made somewhat of a replica of it? If you could still have the race yeah. floor, I don't know how much space does that use up or whatever. I, I don't but. know how that works either. Why did they do it initially? You don't see it. Yeah. Is there another one? I don't even know another yeah. raised floor like that. I so. don't know. I mean, there's a lot smarter people than us that could probably design something. Yeah. Was it some Narskis cool at work on that or what? <laughs> I, I can't no see Oli. We'll raise the floor. Everybody yeah. can see better. Yeah. So that's what they did. From that aspect, I do enjoy watching a game there. There's no question. It's yeah. fun to watch a game there. Yeah. So, you know, when we broadcast, we actually sit in the second deck but we're right you know between the top of the keys mm-hmm. uh, and in the first row and those are terrific seats for analyzing the game for being able to see plays develop for seeing who's getting back in transition and all that but you don't get a feel for the intensity of the game or the yeah. speed of the game from up there so it changes completely now when i sit courtside for the cardinal games you know it's awesome i mean everybody's on top right. of you you're dodging players what once in a while those are my favorite seats, but a lot of times they get blocked and I can't quite see what's going on. So, you know, good and bad. And Williams Arena presents both. Yeah. I mean, to have it right in front of you with a raised floor, I think really does make it more visible. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe they could do something like that. Uh, it's maybe the craziest 
idea ever, but yeah. um, I do like the fact that's the the one thing that you kind of lose. You know, like even Timberwolves games, unless you're in that lower bowl, you know, you get far away. I've sat in the suites at the Timberwolves yeah. game, and I did not enjoy that at all. I'm like, I'm so far away. You're here. far away. Yeah, you yeah. like basketball. That, the Timberwolves uh, Target Center was the last of the two giant deck arenas to be built anywhere in the country. Mm-hmm. The last one. Everybody after that, including XL Energy Center, went to shorter decks, multiple, bring them closer, go more vertical. Everybody can see better. Yeah. That's why. So Target Center is an antiquated building. Yeah. Uh, they've gone away from that. They're, that was the very last super two-deck uh, arena built and you know holds 19,000 seats. Well, man, you get a long ways away. Credit those Wolves fans who are willing to sit as far away as you are in the oh, first row in the second deck, let alone all the way at the top of the arena. Yeah, I see videos sometimes from people I know, and they're in the uh, super upper deck, and I'm just like, you know, and it, it's still, there's still something about being in there, and it goes back to how we started this. There is still something about being in that stadium and the energy and the music pumping. and Target Center is awesome for atmosphere. Yeah, Prince, when it's full, oh, Prince man. playing, you know, yep. before the game. and. Yep. Um, just everything, just the energy when you walk into it. Um, it's we've gotten very dependent upon our screens and sitting at home, and now we can do that. And I think that's great that you have the ability to do that. But it there there's just and maybe that's why I like high school basketball so much is just because everything is right there. Mm-hmm. You know, even the big schools, you still have that. You know, you're you're pretty much on the floor. Yeah, and, you're close. And just. There's an innocence about it yet, I think, too. And I still think there is a little bit in college. And I watch college basketball all night, every night. I mean, I watch until the West Coast teams are done, usually. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was watching, like, Santa Clara and Pepperdine or something last night, you know. just. But, like, Dan Munson's coaching, you know, so I got a connection to Long Beach State. I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch Dan Munson coach, you yeah, know. It's yeah. like just there's just so many different things within the network of basketball, and I can – go into any one of those gyms and find some kind of a correlation, which is what makes it cool. Yeah. Munson was an interesting guy. Yeah. Uh, when he was with the Gophers, you know, had great success early, and then it kind of waned. And then he He's kinda, got it figured out now, coaching Long I know. Beach State. He kind of, yeah, that's right. <laughs> then he kind of freaked out a little bit and stuff, you know, but. Yeah, I feel uh, like I'm sure his quality of life and uh, view and stuff there and warmth has got to feel pretty good. Uh, you couldn't pay me well, I $10 billion dollars to live in California. They must I, have their areas, though, that are okay, right? No, no, not that I can see. Yeah. <laughs> I understand what you're saying there. I do. I'm going down to the big city this weekend. Like I would I said, visit so. there, but I would never live there. Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah. 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 So, uh, uh, go for men. We're cruising. They were 3-1 and one in the Big Ten. Now 3-4. and four. Competition maybe got a little tougher. I didn't see any of the game last night against Michigan State. Yeah. Did you watch yep, any of that? I watched most of it. So, uh, what happened? Well, they battled the whole time. It and they battled right down to about the four-minute mark. Uh, they were within a basket, and then they had a couple bad turnovers, and they converted on those turn- turnovers Michigan State did, and then pretty soon it was an eight-point game, and they just couldn't ever get over that hump down the stretch. But they battled the whole time. I was actually surprised how much they hung in there. Um, they had a little trouble uh, with the, the Michigan State's just got a monster of a big guy, and he hurt them on the boards. But I thought we made a couple, I don't know, you know, one guy touched the ball for the whole shot clock and then throws up a crappy shot. Our yeah. guard did that. Yeah. I can't stand that stuff. Yeah, so I hate I, it, too. I was hollering down Well, there. Anthony like, Edwards Shh. drives you nuts a little bit then once in a while. Sometimes, but yeah. he is so good. Yeah, he is. He is so good. Yeah. And um, we, we'll talk about them next. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think there's a difference in ISO in 
in pro ball versus what it is in college. I think guys, more youthful in pro. I think guys put it on themselves in college. You know, mm-hmm. like oh, this is all about me today. Yeah. And uh, you know, as they've been playing, the the thing that bugs me is when they're playing so good, sharing the ball and everything, and then all of a sudden, and this happens. I remember at Mankato State, we'd battle the whole game, and then for the last minute and a half, it would be ISO. Our guard would handle the ball, and if you have a good enough one. It's not the worst play. I mean, he can get to the rim or whatever every time, but, you know, it's like four guys standing around while he waits for the shot clock and then goes. Yeah. And you see that a lot, um, which is not my favorite thing. I love seeing, you know, the old school share the ball. And it's not really that old school. It started old school, but it works. Yeah. You know. It, I, I think guys just brain cramp late in games. They get Sometimes. They get concerned about making a turnover. So the kid knows the only thing that I can do that I, where I'm not going to turn it over is to dribble it and shoot it. And I think the shot clock plays into yeah. that, too, because yeah. you're so – okay. Yep. It, yep. You know, when am I going to make my play, you know, as opposed to just running the offense. And, yeah. But, that, that's like – so I was – we were talking on the morning show with Bill and J.P., uh, the other morning, and and I compared like when Anthony Edwards sometimes dribbles out the clock, and then sometimes takes a fadeaway three while he's yeah. covered. And I compared the dribbling thing, and he kind of talked about it himself, where sometimes he can't quite decide what he wants to do, and it takes a little bit to a waggle when you're hitting your driver in golf. Remember, you're just getting ready for your body to feel quite right. It takes, and then you go. Like Sergio used to have all those waggles, remember? Mm -hmm. He couldn't make himself go. I think it's a little like that sometimes for Edwards. He's just kind of stuck waiting for his body to feel right in his brain, and then he goes. Did you not see his play last night then? No, I wasn't talking about last night. I'm talking about for weeks, though. No, but that's exactly what a play up off the rim. But that's what would happen. Yes. He kind of, and his interview after was awesome. Yeah, yeah. If you don't know much about Anthony, you know, because he doesn't, he's not like some vocal in the public, you know, social media guy or anything. So to see him get interviewed by the Shaq and Charles and stuff afterwards was awesome. He was just like a little kid. It was, but he's like, well, I tried to do a crossover and then I was kind of stuck and he was on my left. So he goes, I saw them do that in the all-star game. You know, like who can say that? So he just throws it off the backboard from just inside the free throw line, grabs it and hammers it home. So so that's what's going through his mind this whole time (laughs) while there's guys all around. Yeah, and 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 it it, wasn't a fast break. I mean, the whole lane was full and he just went up over everybody. That was was exactly what was was going on, the way he described it. He had no other play but to throw it to himself on the backboard or shoot kind of a leaner, tough shot. And he... He even said, he goes, I just wasn't ready to play. He goes, I, w- I had to wake up. Yeah. And then they asked him, well, who's your guy that wakes yeah, you up? You know? And then they said, slow-mo. Yeah. Slow-mo said, you're, you're playing like a chump or whatever. Yeah. He said, yeah. like a scrub. Yeah. He goes, instead of a star. So yeah. then he decided to pick it up. But um, it's nice to see the Wolves come back in games when they're kind of struggling. You know, and it was a back-to-back mm-hmm. road home. That's got to be hard. Yep. Um, so... Yeah, it, it was a fun game last night. I know we weren't just talking about the T-Wolves. It was kind of the isolation thing, and they do it yeah, a ton. Yeah. But we're lucky we have a guy like him now that you that really can. can count on that. Yep. And they made a really good point about that afterwards. About This was exactly about this, Todd. And, yep. and they said now they have a guy. He takes pressure off of the entire rest of the team yeah. because that used to be those guys' job, you know, like uh, Cats. It would be his job. Like, here's the ball, Cat. You've got to make a play. You're, you're our option here. So he said, now those guys can all relax and just kind of wait for him to make the play, to take the pressure off. or to." And he's great at creating, too. I mean, he creates open shots, and he's always looking. He had a couple great passes down the stretch. But yeah. So I thought that did make some sense from guys that were stars on their team. You know, they just said, it's nice to have that guy because we can just be ourselves. And, yeah. and we, you know, 
Some guys are cut out for it more than others, of course. So, and he is a beast. I mean, oh. he is so athletic. You remember when when he was when the Wolves had the number one pick and he was coming out? They were kind of yeah, downplaying that draft class, and oh. yeah, not just him, but they were saying, "Well, it was him, Lamelo Ball, or I forget who the third one was." But one of them was not Shea Gilgis Alexander, who's also part of that draft class. Yeah. So they were saying coming out, "Well, this is." kind of a thin draft class. There's no real program changers, things like that. Well, shucks, they wound up having a few of them come out of that yeah, class. Yeah, I get to watch him tomorrow night, too, yeah. with OKC. Yeah, going down to the game. Yeah, so um, I'm – it was kind of – we talked about that. It was kind of nice to be on national television last night. Of course, Chuck is – Charles Barkley's not on board at all with the T-Wolves. He doesn't nope. see how he can play two seven-footers together yeah. and yada, yada. And In my day, you could, but not in how, this game. How's that going to be once you, um, you know – they made the comment, well, what if Ant has an off half? I'm like, he like, just did. Some guys have off nights, you yeah. know. I mean, it isn't just mean that our team isn't good, but yeah. Yeah. he did step it up. And I, I think uh, they seem their defense, and that's what I always keep going back to is they, I, and I was, well, we're driving here, and it's like, I thoroughly enjoy watching them. For one, you never know when there's going to be a highlight. And it's not just Ant either. I mean, Cat does some crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And then if you love watching block shots or make, like last night, he had that skinny European dude. He had him in all sorts of a mess. He blocked him, and then they talked some smack. And then every time he came in there, he was trying to figure out, he was seven foot himself, but he was so skinny, he couldn't yeah. get a shot off. Yeah. So Rudy is a complete game changer in there. Yeah. My only concern is that they aren't a terrific offensive team. No. They're right league average on their offensive rating. It's hard to win with that. I know they're number yeah. one defensive rating, but they got to find, I don't know. And they, I don't know how much of a trade asset they, they would have to bring in somebody that could add a little more punch to the second team because Slomo's not scoring like he was last mm-hmm. year and and others the same. A couple of their free agents Nas haven't really worked out. You know, yeah, Nas. Nas is working on But like man. Troy Brown, he had one little hot streak. We haven't yeah. seen him do much since. Same thing with, uh, what's the other guy? Uh, uh, Shaq uh, Lawson or no, whatever. Uh, the other guy that they have on the bench. We don't even yeah. know who he is. <laughs> uh, and, he, and he was signed as a free agent. Shake Milton. Shake yeah, Milton. Go. And uh, neither of them have done much. So I'd like to see him add somebody who could score a little bit off the bench. Yeah, I agree with that, yeah. too. Yeah. I think Shaq Lawson, you were thinking of uh, football. Yes. The I, NFL I, I, playoffs. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I I guess I'm trying to just be happy about the T-Wolves just because we don't have a lot yeah. of expectations with them over right. the years. So right. it's fun that they're in the mix. It's fun that they keep backing up what they're doing. It yeah. wasn't like a quick little run and like, well, that was fun. Remember when we were in first place? Yeah. I mean, they kind of keep doing it, and it'll be a big match. I I got to side with Charles a little bit. It's hard not to back Denver, Dallas, or or he, the Clippers, who we just beat, is you know a team that he uh, really thinks is going to go. So they have way more um, bona fide stars and guys that have been there. Experience is probably the biggest thing. But I mean, you gain experience at some point. So yeah. let's just hope that this is our year to at yeah. least maybe go to the second round or do some kind of an improvement over last year and obviously have a high seed. But Western Conference Finals. That would be great. Got to be Western Conference Finals. That would be awesome. Yeah. Love to have a great weekend. All right, you too, Todd. Jeff Ash joining us here on the Todd and Friends Podcast. It's brought to you by Heritage Bank. Member FDIC. An equal housing lender. Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends Podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.